The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, welcome in live from Clearwater, Florida. And this is the Brian Bailey Show as the Pirates get set for the American Baseball Championships. Head coach Cliff Goblin has just wrapped up practice with his Pirate Baseball team, the American champs in the regular season for the fourth straight year. Coach Goblin is coming over right now as we speak. We've got Coach Gary Obenen on later on to talk RPIs and talk possible hosting possibilities for East Carolina's Pirate Baseball team. Also, Scott Rogers, who does the play-by-play for the baseball team for East Carolina, will also join us coming up in just a bit. Uh, coming up at 2 o'clock, the American is set to release the uh, all-conference honors for the entire league, and East Carolina will have a number of representatives on that team, but it's not official coming up until 2 o'clock. We understand a record number of Pirates uh, will be honored with that. Head coach Cliff Godwin is uh, talking right now with Gary Overton. They're discussing some things for the upcoming games. The Pirates will play in the second game coming up tomorrow. That's 47 minutes after game one. Game one is a 9 a.m. start time. Cincinnati and UCF, the Bearcats are the five seed, and UCF is the four seed, and that'll be followed 47 minutes afterward by East Carolina as the top seed, taking on USF. The Pirates and the Bulls matching up for the fourth time in less than a week. Uh, USF is the eighth seed. Pirate head coach Cliff Godwin joins us now. He just wrapped up practice. I thought practice went pretty well today. Guys were bouncing around. They're excited. Yeah, they should be. You know, uh, it's another season, another opportunity uh, for us to go out there and play our best baseball. You know, the committee's going to look at how we finish down the stretch. You know, we finished the regular season 9-1 and one in our last 10 games, which is huge. But we need to continue to build off that. When you look at this clear water and hosting this tournament, you have pretty positive vibes here because you guys have played some really good baseball here. We have, but we've also went 0-2 in 2016. I mean, I know that's been a long time ago. I don't bring that up. It's it's a part of who we are, you know, and and I talked to the guys about, you know, being very careful and uh, making sure you're spending time on the beach, you know, less than an hour at a time just because, well, man, it's going to drain you. You need all the energy you can. And I thought in 16, we were more consumed with playing spike ball on the beach than we were playing baseball games. And um, Nobody wants to take a bus ride home. And if we go into, that's what we're taking is a bus ride home. That's good incentive. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think they'll come out fired up in the Tuesday matchup. Is there any disadvantage in playing a team you just saw three times? Well, I mean, you know, you're familiar with them for sure, but, uh, you know, maybe they have a couple pitchers off the 27-man roster. Maybe you see a couple of those guys. I don't know what Billy's going to do. Um, it's not easy beating a, a team four times in a row, but at this time of the year, it's not easy beating anybody. When you look at the health of your ball club, how's everybody going? Jacob Strong had some back spasms late in the season. He, he's better? He is better. You know, uh, he played the last two full games at uh, USF, and uh, he's a big reason we won those two games. Uh he feels good, and, you know, it's still day-to-day, but we're just trying to manage it. And our athletic training staff has done an unbelievable job, um, and also Kevin Young, so I mean, just keeping our guys on the field. We were at one of the establishments in Greenville over the weekend. It was on the Friday night game. Melissa and I went. And I just wanted to share this story with you. The guys in there were so – they were keyed on pitch-to-pitch. 
and they were having fun. They had some adult beverages in them too, I'm sure. But you would have been proud because it was almost like you know a big pirate football game. But it was a big pirate baseball game, and everybody knew exactly what was at stake. And you guys were fighting for a championship. And I just thought that that you know you'd be really proud and pleased to hear that. that and there's so many people in Eastern North Carolina and Greenville in particular that really follow your team pitch by pitch. Well, you know Greenville, North Carolina is a special place. You know the passion they have for all of East Carolina University, but especially ECU baseball, especially this time of the year. Uh, it gives me chill bumps. I appreciate their passion, and uh, I keep pulling hard from Greenville. The bullpen you guys have pulled out there so far in, in those three games, and all a year really, but the, the bullpen in the three games against USF gave up two earned runs in 19 innings. But those guys, they come out, and it's almost like you can see it in their face. They have a job to do, and they're going to do it well, and they did do it well. Well, I think uh, we definitely learned some things last year about how to manage different yeah. staffs in different ways. I think that's been beneficial. I think the older guys have seen that in fruition, you know, work when you really didn't have a rotation last year other than make you pitching on Fridays. Uh, this year we've had a better rotation, but we've had some bumps and bruises as far as, um, you know, your Savage missing some time, Spivey going back into the bullpen. Groves um, has been able to go out there every weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, Zach Root's got some starts. Salem's got some starts. So I, I really like our entire pitching staff because of the versatility that we have. And Coach Knight does a great job keeping their minds right and, you know, keeping people – selfless and not, you know, selfish as far as what their role might be on any given day. Jake Hunter gets the start coming up tomorrow. What went in the thought process there? Um, he's the freshest guy, and we're definitely not going to you know, bump up Groves or bump right. up your Savage. Um, and um, he started before, so, but for us, it's just like closing out the first inning, because I told him, look, man, you don't need to go four or five innings, just close out the first inning. And with that mentality, if it's good in the first, we'll run him back out there in the second, and then We'll get to the bullpen after that. You know, it's exactly what he said when we just talked to him. He said, look, I'm going out there to get through that first inning and we'll go from there. And he had a smile on his face. So he's got the same the same idea. Well, and I told him some of the guys were, you know, give him a hard time because he had a rough outing last year, I think, against Delane uh, when he got a start. And I said, hey, Jay, you're a different pitcher this year. Don't let these older guys give you crap. I said, last year you were the just only guy available that we could run out there to start. I said, everybody else was tired. I said, this year, like, you're the guy. So uh, he, he got a good chuckle out of that. Do you see some similarities in this team this year with last year's team that, that you go into games and you just figure out ways to win? Um, yeah, there's some similar similarities. Uh, but I, this is a different thing. Right. You know, definitely a different thing. I, I think we're deeper on the mound this year than we were last year for sure. Uh, and the position players. A lot of familiar names, but some different guys out there. I mean, Joe Greeny um, has played unbelievable at shortstop. I mean, he didn't play a whole lot last year. Uh, Luke Nowak, who was on the team, didn't play a lot last year. Carter Cunningham was on the team, didn't play every day last year. Will Coxon is catching for us. So I think it's a credit to all of our uh, assistant coaches for developing those guys to put them in situations that they can be very successful for. And likewise, you've got guys this year that haven't played a whole lot that you're thinking that they're going to really be good down the road. It's got to be hard for those guys right now, but they kind of see if these other guys have done the same thing. Well, look, I mean, Starling goes down and, you know, Dixon Williams starts the game at Old Dominion and then. <clears throat> Rass comes off the bench, Connor Rasmussen, and has an unbelievable game against Campbell. Uh, Nate Christman is playing third base at South Florida um, when he's taking some ground balls there, but he's a naturally a middle infielder, and he executes a hit and run and then also makes a you know game-saving catch of a line drive at third base, and uh, he hasn't played a lot of third base, so a lot of young guys have done really good. What's it going to take this weekend to, to win this thing again this year? <laughs> 
I'm going to worry about tomorrow. I'll let you worry, worry about, about that. No, no, no. You were going to say, you had to look at your face. You are like, I'm going to worry about the first innings. Yeah, yeah, and go yeah, yeah. My favorite story from down here, several years ago, you probably remember, we came out to do something very similar to this, and I didn't wear sunscreens. And the next day, you saw me. <laughs> and it was like my dad was yelling at me. You're like, Bailey, what are you doing? Don't you know what sunscreen is? I got it on today. It should feel a little bit better. I, I, you'd look better if you had that mustache. So, I mean, <laughs> if I could get that back on you, it'd be awesome. The ALS people, that's all they talked about. They, at the ALS walk the other day, they were so, you know, so proud of you guys for what you did for, for them with the $15,000 check and how supportive you guys are and everything. So I know that's another thing you have to be proud of. Absolutely. I mean, to be able to raise over $15,000, a lot of credit goes to Pirate Nation and Clemson Baseball and Pitt Community Baseball for everybody's support. Cliff, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck this week. Thanks, buddy. That's the head baseball coach at East Carolina, Cliff Godwin, here on the Brian Bailey Show, live from Clearwater, Florida. This is Baycare Ballpark, the home of the Clearwater Threshers. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back with more on the Brian Bailey Show as we continue live from Clearwater right after this. Pepsi Zero Sugar has a new, better flavor. A Zero Sugar Cola has never tasted this good. But we don't expect you to take our word for it, so we're putting it to the test. Starting with me. Cue the fireworks. We have an official best Zero Sugar ever. It's delicious, it's refreshing, and it's so good you'll need to try it for yourself. Pepsi Zero Sugar. Zero never tasted so good. That's what I like. Happy 100th anniversary to Minji's Bottling Group. Congratulations on 100 years of refreshing Eastern North Carolina. It's time to save big and save now. During Bostic Suck Furniture's Memorial Day Markdowns. Beautiful furniture for your home. With Memorial Day Markdowns, you have to see to believe. Plus six months special financing. Save up to 70% off clearance items. Plus take an additional 25% off accessories. This is a must-shop event. With incredible savings store-wide. Start sleeping better and save on a new mattress with up to 48 months special financing now at Bostic Suck Furniture. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. This is Dr. 
Anthony Scalic from Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center. Our practice has been caring for the athletes of ECU and the residents of Eastern North Carolina for more than 35 years. Whether it's treatment for your sports injury or it's time for that joint replacement, Orthopedics East provides the latest in operative and non-operative orthopedic care. We also offer on-site physical therapy and MRI services, as well as walk-in urgent care on the weekends from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Call us at 757-BONE or visit us online at orthoeast.com and go Pirates! This is former ECU baseball player and mayor of Greenville, P.J. Connolly, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back live to Clearwater, Florida, Brian Bailey Show edition of the American Athletic Conference Baseball Tournament. Two o'clock, the awards will be announced and unofficially the Pirates will have several players honored. Uh, we think it's a record number of Pirates that will be honored. Uh, we do know, I guess we can share this, uh, Cliff did not win Coach of the Year this year. I don't know how because he had the only team that had a decent RPI and it was really, really good and had a chance to host, but uh, he did not win that award. In fact, Pirates didn't get any of the major awards, which is kind of you kind of, I really thought Cliff had a chance. Coach Gary Oven joins us now here in the uh, dugout here, the third base dugout at Clearwater, Florida's Baycare Ballpark as we continue to preview the upcoming tournament. Were you surprised that Cliff didn't win Coach of the Year? really was, but uh, I have no idea who did. But whoever did, it was probably something special about that individual or that team yeah. rather than winning. I can't tell you because I know, and I was told not to even say that much, but I figured, what the heck, we'll say a little bit about it. But what about this fire baseball team this year? Because how much have you enjoyed your role in doing color for the ECU Sports Network and the great job that you do with Scott Rogers? And, you know, you guys do a great job not only with radio, but those pass-through games that are on ESPN+. Plus. You know, it's different when you're doing TV, but you guys kind of do it seamlessly. Well, thanks so much for saying that, but uh, really enjoyable, most definitely so. A little unlike last year. Last year, of course, we had that 20-game win streak at the end of the year. Got hot, regional, super regional, and so forth. But this year, been pretty solid throughout. Yeah, there have been bumps in the road that every club has had, uh, regardless of who is where or what league. And uh, it's just been so enjoyable. You mentioned the all-conference team and how a number of players uh, that's certainly not unexpected because of this club. It's that type of a team. It's not really a Bryson world who right. puts on a show the second half of the year, but it's been people who have contributed and contributed highly all year long. You take every player in the lineup, and each one has a number or a metric that's really special. Yeah, I asked Cliff this, that this team is similar in the fact that they seem to go out and figure out a way to win a game. Remember last year's team, they won 20 in a row, but they were all 20. There were 20 different ways to win games, and nobody ever knew who was starting on the mound. This year's team has been a little more solidified on the mound as far as the starters go until we had a couple of injuries. But still, it, it's a team that goes out. The USF games, I mean, it, you know, when you have that much pressure on you, uh, it's hard to win a baseball game with pressure on you. I mean, the other team's playing for absolutely nothing. Yeah, and game two in that series, you're, you're so right because the Pirates have to win to hold on to first place, which they had won the night before. They fall behind. They have a tough time catching up. As they get close, USF extends the lead late. We're talking seventh, eighth, late inning, so to speak. And then the Pirates just respond. So that happened twice. Yeah, they know how to win. They find ways to win. But more important, they expect to win. How do you like the uh, the motivation that Cliff Godwin has given this team 
that if they lose two, they got to take a bus home. I think that's, I think that's hilarious. These guys do not want to take a bus home. Well, what, what's so special about that is whether they win or lose, they will play hard. They will play exceptionally hard. So we'll not only see some intensity on the field and in the dugout, but uh, we're going to see teams that will probably, I mean, I'm sorry, we'll see players that will probably step their game up even more than where it is based on that motivation. I would say that is some kind of motivation. When you look at the matchups in the tournament, just the style of tournament this is, and, and when they first started doing tournaments like this where you play double elimination tournaments until the championship game, a lot of fans didn't like it at first because one team might lose a game and the other team wouldn't. And people, you know, common sense says, hey, we don't have a loss yet, so we got one to give. But that's not the case. In a tournament like this, you've got four teams on one side, four teams on the other side, and those are two double elimination events leading into a single elimination championship. Yeah, you're basically playing two tournaments is what you're doing. And that first one is a four-team tournament that you're trying to win. In, after winning that, then it's one-on-one, team against team. And so, yeah, you're, you're, it, it's very fair. I've, it's been an old adage for years that a double elimination tournament is the fairest there is because you can stump your toe once and still win. Talking with Dr. Gary Overton, Coach O joining us, the East Carolina Hall of Famer. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll talk RPIs and that kind of thing because this guy, you can pick his brain on all of this stuff, and we'll get some inside information as far as that goes. The Pirates set to open up the American Athletic Conference Baseball Championships 47 minutes after the completion of the 9 a.m. game coming up tomorrow morning from here in Clearwater. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show right after this. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. University Sportswear is your one-stop shop to help promote your business and always provide superior customer service. No matter what apparel you need for your team or customers, University Sportswear can make it happen. Visit UniversitySportswearENC.com for contact information. University Sportswear, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Go Pirates! You've had your new computer a few years now, but lately it's been running super slow, acting strange, and you're worried about viruses and losing data. This is driving me mad! Let the experts at University PC Care in Greenville and Newburn professionally diagnose your Mac or PC to see what's really going on. They'll determine the root cause and not just symptoms, so you don't waste money fixing the wrong issues. Call 252-558-1280 for in-store or remote service, or make an appointment online at universitypccare.com. The Birdland Summer Music Series, presented by Miller Lite, is back at Camden Yards on Saturday, May 27th, with multi-platinum artist Andy Grammer. After the Orioles take on the Texas Rangers at 4.05, stay post-game to watch Andy Grammer live from the infield. The concert is open to all fans who attend the game, with the option to add special on-field access for just $30. Enjoy hits like Honey, I'm Good, Don't Give Up On Me, and Fresh Eyes. Get your tickets at Orioles.com slash music. Saturdays are your day to kick back, relax, and have fun. That's why Atavola Market Cafe is the perfect place to go for dinner, drinks, and takeout. Atavola is open every Saturday at 4 p.m. on the bar side, serving a special selection of menu favorites of appetizers, pastas, and specialty pizzas. Whether it's dine-in, takeout, or drinks with friends, Atavola is the best choice every Saturday starting at 4 o'clock. Visit AtavolaMarket.com to see what's new and visit Atavola on Red Banks Road every Saturday starting at four. Atavola, Pirates supporting Pirates. This is Big John Williams, strength and conditioning coach for East Carolina football, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back live to Clearwater, Florida, getting you set for the American Baseball Championships. We've been down here so many years in a row that you can kind of, I think it's, the road is Gulf to Bay Boulevard. You go right down there, and there's just different places that we've had a chance to stop and eat every once in a while. And, and I'm very fortunate. Melissa gets to come down sometime during the week and hang out. We go to different places right there on the boardwalk. Right, it, It's just a great place for a tournament. The best times, though, are when the Pirates come down, win the first game. They get off Wednesday. They win the second game. They're off Friday. <laughs> I hope nobody from WNCT is listening because I don't do a whole lot of work in those days. But still, it's it's just it's a great place for a tournament, isn't it, Coach? It really is. I mean, uh, spring training, home of any major league club. You know, that's special for the players in itself. Saw them walking through the gate from the practice field, just admiring the spacious um, of of the field itself right. and of the stadium, but also the backdrop and the atmosphere that it has of pro ball. So, yeah, it, it, it's really a big thing for these players and, and anyone to be here and be on the beach. And, you know, a lot of folks have asked me, you know, why, don't, why doesn't the American have, like, you know, a, a team hosted, say, in East Carolina? Because we would really support it. And East Carolina would support it. Greenville certainly would, would support it. But some of these places, Wichita, I think, would support it pretty well. Some of the other places, maybe not so much. But the problem is it, it just that, that this tournament is kind of a reward for all eight teams. Even the ones that come down that didn't have great, great records, they come down, they get a couple of days at the beach, they get a chance to relax a little bit. And I think it's, it's more along the lines of just a, a, it's worked out well for everybody. Well, you're so right. It's a relaxing atmosphere in a business environment is what it is. And teams, players, coaches especially, uh, don't really relax from the playing field because they're so focused and they're so adamant about trying to win. But at the same time, it, it's not kind of like the regular season where you're going to someone else's home or you're playing within the confines of your home almost every game. And again, you go back to the facilities, but you said the beach, the recreational activities, there's so many things to do. And hey, how about the dining experience? Yeah. That you're really not that I would know anything about the dining experience. <laughs> no, but players would. <laughs> I know they, and I would too. All right, we got to tell you this. You guys look, the Brown Boxer Pub and Grill has a big sign. And, you know, that's kind of Malcolm Grace home away from home. He's not here this year. But I'm telling you, I'm going to go up there and write something, home of Malcolm or something, to salute Malcolm Grace. The Brown Boxer Pub and Grill with a big sign here in Clearwater at Baker Ballpark. Because, and we've all been there before. We've all kind of hung out there and uh, stayed up probably too late, haven't we, Coach? Yeah, well, uh, SIDs and radio announcers from all over the league, all, all eight clubs, and Malcolm, a big part of that, always met there on the night before the tournament, which is tonight. Him not here this year? I'm not sure that'll be the same. Yeah, I'm not sure if they even have it. I, you know, the Brown Boxer may close this week, you know, out of respect for Malcolm. <laughs> I hope Malcolm's at home listening. If he's driving, he may run off the road. But I thought that was that was interesting. It's right in my by eyesight when I saw it. I said, well, i got to say something about Malcolm. All right, let's talk about RPIs. Let's talk about the chances for East Carolina to host. Uh, you know, what do they have to do this week to host next weekend? Well, first of all, Brian, the, the – the committee looks at the full body of work, but they call it just that. And it starts with the RPI. We know that because it kind of sets the table. But there's so many other metrics that are involved, including the human eye of the 10 committee members. But what the Pirates have to do uh, is just keep winning. I mean, we all know that last year they had that role. It not only got a, a host spot, but top national seed. 
which led to the Super Regional. And here, this year, you know, the Pirates are on their way to very possibly hosting. Now, do they need a little help? Yeah, teams in front of them, which not everyone can win their tournament, so they're going to be losses, and in many cases, two losses because of double elimination tournament. That's going to assist an awful lot. But uh, winning the regular season title is this. Should they win the conference tournament? You know, that's two feathers in their cap. But there are other bodies of work, such as top 50, top 25, and, and that's an element that the NCAA does look at that others don't post generally. Road record, uh, just things of that nature. Where are you seated in your tournament? Big thing. Yeah, let me ask you this. The fact that East Carolina does such a good job in hosting and the crowds and what we saw against Texas in the Super Regional, you know, the atmosphere, does any of that play into, into the possibility of hosting? Well, it does indirectly, but not directly. And the reason we say that, it did factor in years ago when yeah. money was an issue. And, and today, the NCAA is more into rewarding teams for what they do, regardless of the name on the jersey. And although East Carolina does a tremendous job of that, uh, I mean, outstanding. And the NCAA acknowledges that. I've actually heard that from time to time. But uh, the teams that are rewarded are going to be the teams that earn it on the field. And uh, uh, But again, indirectly, it's in the minds of the committee as to what is a good site and what is a site they've had problems with before. Uh, the requirements now, though, such as lighting and so forth, uh, eliminate a lot of uh, missed opportunities. Now, when you look at some of the teams that possibly could be ahead of East Carolina, Boston College I've seen, Indiana State I've seen, Duke I've seen. Can Duke host? Duke could host. Uh, they had a better chance a couple of weeks ago. They slowly slid out of the top 16. Uh, they're certainly in jeopardy of not hosting. But at the same time... Uh, but do they, they have the facilities? Exactly. Their facility, not quite what the NCAA would want, but they could bring in enough seating to okay. at least warrant the opportunity to. So if you have a Duke and an East Carolina, you know, you, you can choose one or the other. They're that close. Does East Carolina get it because they have hosted and they, they don't have to bring in seating? No, not, uh, not in that particular case. Well, let's just say that. Then, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You know, again, there's so many variables involved. But let's say that it is, does come to those two. Let's say that they're looking at that as the 16th slot. And uh, then the two are put on screens, and the two are analyzed in every way, shape, and form. Uh, what ECU has done in the past, yeah, it'll, I mean, again, indirectly, it'll be considered. I think it'd be great if you're the 16, if Wake Forest is the one, you survive your regional, and you get Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest is really, really good. They're number one, but I still think that that would, that would be pretty good. Well, that, that would be a matchup, I think, that would, uh, the NCAA would love that dream. Can you imagine the crowd? Oh, yeah. Regardless of, uh, obviously, if it was a 1 versus 16 or 15, 14, whatever, 2 versus that, then it would probably be played in Winston-Salem. Well, yeah. I'm sure that the NCAA would love that payday. It'd be Greenville West. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. So, if East Carolina gets to the championship game, because the regionals are announced on Saturday, the sites is that correct? Sunday. So there's there's Sunday, but before the games are played, is that or is it Sunday night? The regional sites. The regional sites are named. Actually, it has to be in by three o'clock on Sunday, and it's announced at six o'clock on Sunday evening. But it used to be on Saturdays, wasn't it? Years ago, didn't it come in a day early? Uh, Sunday Sunday is a day early. 
from the selection committee. I mean, right, right, right. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I was. I was, I was always thinking that it was on on the Saturday before the Sunday championship games, but but they announced this on Sunday by six. Seven, Correct, six o'clock. But they got to know them by three. Correct. So if East Carolina gets to the championship game, what they do in the championship game wouldn't wouldn't really matter into it, would it? Well, uh, it, playing at twelve o'clock, and that's a that's duty of playing early. So the committee is going to know. And and I, I, we've even seen the committee have two teams in mind, and let's see how this plays out. We'll release it even a little later if we have to. How much fun did you have on a committee? Uh, it, it, was, it was very rewarding, very enjoyable, and the people you meet along the way, fascinating. Yeah. Do you still do a regional? Do you still go somewhere? I do. Postseason play. Uh, generally, I've been sent out to a, a site, one of the host sites, uh, to actually oversee and supervise that region. So when you walk in, do you think people are saying, well, there's that Coach O, you know, you better straighten up, or, or people are like, hey, Coach, how you doing? No, but the good side is I do know, and I hear this a lot, people say, hey, he's from East Carolina. That's good. Yes, absolutely. That is a good thing. Yeah. All right, Coach, we'll take another commercial break. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's always great to have you around. I tell you, uh, you know, if they ever build about uh, Mount Rushmore of East Carolina coaches, I think you got to be on it. Thanks so much, Brian. You're very kind. Thank you. Let's go, Joe. Uh, Scott Rogers, who's the voice of the East Carolina Pirates on the Diamond, he's going to join me next as we continue on live from Clearwater right after this. House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. Did you know that it's illegal to dig without first calling 811? 811 is a free program that locates underground utilities, marking them with flags and paint lines so you know where not to dig. Accidentally digging into utility lines interrupts service and could seriously hurt you or someone else. If you know someone who's planning to dig, encourage them to call 811 at least three full working days before they dig. 811 is free, it's safe, and it's the law. This message is brought to you by Greenville Utilities and this station. It's bow time. Sometimes the craving for Bojangle Supremes is so strong you just gotta have them. Even when your gas tank is on empty and Bojangles is still 10 miles down the highway. Nothing beats the flavor of Bojangles Juicy Golden Supremes, especially when they're part of a perfect combo with four boldly seasoned chicken Supremes, a made-from-scratch biscuit, fixin', and some legendary iced tea. The only thing that can satisfy your hunger is that delicious southern flavor. So when the craving is supreme, put the pedal to the metal. It's bow time. UBE and PirateWare.com are proud to offer the Pirate Nation its largest inventory of ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates to plunder the Crow's Nest, which is the only kid's store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking in Uptown Greenville. Visit them online at PirateWare.com. Go Pirates! 
Fifth Street Hardware and Tap Room is serving up the best lunch in town with a different special every day. Come sit on the patio and enjoy wonderful weather with lunch specials for only $9. Fifth Street Hardware and Tap Room is open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch and dinner. Thirsty? Stop in for a cold beer with over 40 taps to choose from. Fifth Street Hardware and Tap Room, next to the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Scott Harris with REMAX Preferred Realty. I've been in Greenville over 25 years. I'm a proud graduate of ECU. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, then give me a call today and let me help make your real estate process fun and easy. I keep it simple and explain the process every step of the way. My goals are your goals. There are no long-term contracts, and you always deal with me from start to finish. The right home starts with the right agent. Call me, Scott Harris, at 347-1857. Go Pirates! This is Josh Moylan, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show live from Clearwater as we continue on getting you set for the American Athletic Conference Baseball Championship. Scott Rogers, his nickname is Scooter. Do you like Scooter or you like Scott better? It does not matter one bit. As long as you're not talk, calling you some of those other names, right? That's right. <laughs> Scott Rogers does a great job uh, in the play-by-play booth for East Carolina baseball. And, and I tell you, when, you, when you're doing a, a team like this, you get to know the guys and you really get to – I get to know them a little bit, but you get to know them, you know, on, on a – really a close basis because you're on the road with these guys. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the, the fun things about this job is you're traveling with them throughout the year. You know, you're eating breakfast with them in the morning. You're eating dinner with them at night. You're traveling with them in the airport. And you get to talk to them off of the baseball field. Got get to know more about their life off of the field. That's one of the, really one of the top things I love about this job. You know, when you think about, you know, every, the grind of it, because it is a grind. you got three games, and these games, they can go forever sometimes. You know, the other hard part is every pregame, you get to interview Coach Godwin. Now, it's hard enough for, for Coach O, who has to get him at the end of a game. You get him when he's had 24 hours to think about a game. And after some of those losses, those are challenging-type interviews. And, and I've known Cliff a long time. A lot of times, it's not the question you ask. It's how you ask it. And once you figure it out, I think you figured it out pretty well because you do a good job with it. Well, I thank you for that. Yeah, it's, it's difficult sometimes. You know, you try to just not be so negative about things. You know, try to keep it upbeat. You know, stay positive about this thing. That's one thing that... Cliff Godwin likes this. He likes positivity around this program. He doesn't like anybody to be negative, especially after a loss. You know, it's one of those things where you flush it and get ready for the next game, and that's one of the kind of the mindset we keep on the broadcast as well. You know, it's funny because I was going to bring up the fact that I thought it was 16 when they went 0-2 down here, but I knew that, that that's one of those things, you know, you, 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 don't, you don't sugarcoat it, but you kind of figure out how to ask it. He brought it up, so I told him you were negative today. But when you think about just uh, – just, just the long, you know, because if anybody I've ever met coaching-wise, he's the one guy that hates to lose. And you understand that as a broadcaster. Everybody hates to lose. But I think that I, I think this year he's done, and maybe that's because of Coach O and because of you and just, just the questions and everything. I think he's done a really good job with, with handling everybody. But, but it, it is hard. It is. You know, it, it, everybody, as you said, hates losing. You know, it sucks calling losses. It sucks being a coach when you lose games, but, you know, winning puts a smile on everybody's face, especially from every standpoint, really. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just got to stay positive after losses. That's one thing, you know, not to dwell on it, as we were just saying. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it, and it's a joy to be able to interview 
you know, one of the best coaches in college baseball pretty much every single game. And, uh, you know, that's another perk of this job is you're around the best, in my opinion, the best staff in college baseball. I was going to say the staff is just incredible. And Coach Godwin has done a great job in picking that staff. And those guys are just class individuals, just really good folks. USF is coming in right now. And they're setting up in the dugout. We're going to get out of here before they get set to start practice. Uh, they're 15 minutes or so as they go on the infield. Practices today were uh, set up uh, on the hour, and you get like 40 minutes uh, in batting practice on the backfields here at the uh, ballpark. This is the minor league home of the Philadelphia Phillies, and as Coach Joe was saying, it's just, a, it's just a magnificent facility, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, last year was my trip, first trip here, and, you know, I, I love it. You know, just being for the atmosphere around the hotel, being on the beach, and then, of course, the ballpark here. And, you know, that's one thing I talk with Coach Joe a lot is, you think about the major league players that have played in this ballpark. You know, you look at the Phillies, of course, Ryan Howard played here. You have Bryce Harper that's played here, Trey Turner that's played here. And you just think about the names that have played on this field. And that's really cool to think about that as a Division One ball player, you're playing on the same field as some of those major league guys. But, you know, the conference does a great job here every year. And, you know, it's a great ballpark to be in. There's a lot of sun. It's hot. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but it's a great place for baseball. Yeah. I tell you, and it's just uh, – it's. It's one of those places that we don't get a lot of fans for the tournament. You know, mostly for East Carolina, it's a lot of the parents of the players that all come, and most of them sit in the shaded areas. So, you know, it looks like it's an empty ballpark most of the time, and teams really have to kind of provide their own spark. But I think, you know, these teams have been here so many times now, they, they kind of understand that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you said, you know, it's, the crowds are not the biggest. You know, I think East Carolina pretty much every year has the biggest, you know, crowds that come in. But, you know, people talk about all the time about moving to somewhere closer, you know, putting it back on campus sites. But the players love coming down here. The coaches love coming down here. And, you know, it's it's also a form of vacation for these coaches' families. You know, you look at Coach Palumbo, his family's down here, Blake Hardigree's wife and their yep. young kids here, Austin Knight and his wife, they're down here. And so that's the thing with all these teams is their families get to come and enjoy it because this is really, you know, one of the only times of the year these coaches can have a true vacation with their families. You know, get you married off. You can bring your wife down here. Well, <laughs> wait a little bit on that. Come on, Scooter. <laughs> Coach O's getting a big chuckle out of that. <laughs> he thought that was pretty good. All right, so what's it going to take for East Carolina to win this week? I think, you know, pitching has got to be really good, as we've seen as of late. And this offense has been really good as of late, too. And, you know, you look at the way East Carolina hit the ball in conference play, you have guys like Joey Barini and Alec McNarevich that are really hit the ball good right now. Both of them are in the top of the American in conference play with batting average. And so if you have those guys continue to step up throughout this tournament, East Carolina should have no problem. All right, Scott, have a good broadcast this week. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian. That's Scott Scooter Rogers joining us here from Bay Care Ballpark in Clearwater, Florida, the home of the Clearwater Threshers. We're going to close it out. USF is getting set to take the field for their practice right now. So we said we would finish about 15 minutes early. We certainly appreciate you listening to our show today and all season long. We take a break now until August. So, for the Brian Bailey Show, we break until August, and we'll see you back here talking Pirate football in August later on this year. Pirates, you can set to open up American Athletic Conference tournament play 47 minutes after the first game tomorrow, 9 a.m. for the first game, so the Pirates play around 12.30 or 1 o'clock in game two. If they win, they will play again on Thursday. If they lose, they're back at it coming up on Wednesday. We'll see you back here in August on the Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, 
Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio 103.9.